Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin just made a surprise visit to Ukraine, his second trip to the war zone since the Russian invasion. And it comes as the Pentagon unveiled another $100 million in military aid. CNN's Anna Corinne has the latest on the war from Kyiv. Meandering through the marshlands of Kherson region in southern Ukraine is the mighty Dnipro River, now the new front line in Ukraine's war against Russia. In recent weeks, Marines have managed to cross this expanse of water using inflatable boats, establishing a tenuous foothold on the left bank of the river. Hey, am I in Vietnam? asked this soldier sarcastically, brushing past tall grasses. A reference to another bloody conflict that ended before most of these soldiers were even born. According to Ukrainian armed forces, they've pushed back the Russians three to eight kilometres, two to five miles, from the riverfront, making it difficult for the enemy to fire mortars at positions on the right bank. However, Russian drones, artillery and aerial glided bombs are still landing and constantly. In exclusive access with drone pilot Serhi, his night mission had just been aborted because the Russians had identified his unit's position on the right bank. Hunkered down in his pickup, hiding under trees from Russian birds above, the 32-year-old former journalist tells me they're under constant bombardment. What are you hearing? Explosions. Now there is an attack on the place where I am. There are kamikaze drones, I think it's shahets, rockets, most likely grads, mortars and tanks. It's always like that here. Today they are using guided aerial bombs. Do you hear it too? That's another one. I think it was a rocket. The job of his aerial reconnaissance unit is to provide cover for Marines crossing the river and to watch the enemy on the other side. Do you feel safe where you are? No. It's dangerous here, where we live and where we work. Every time I enter this zone, I say goodbye to my life. But I realize that my life can be ended at any moment. You get used to it, but it's unpleasant. The reason this left bank operation is so important for Ukraine is to open the road to Russian-occupied Crimea and to protect the nearby city of Kherson. A year ago, the Russians withdrew from Kherson, using the Dnipro River as a defendable natural barrier between the two sides. But in the last month, attacks on Kherson have intensified to the point where the region's military governor told me there were 700 incoming rounds in one day. This is revenge and now it's felt more, he says, because our soldiers are already on the left bank and our civilians are feeling this revenge. 300,000 residents used to live in Kherson. Now less than a quarter remain, including 56-year-old Inna. She cares for her invalid mother and her four-year-old grandson. 24 hours a day, it's scary. When it's quiet, it's even scarier than when there is shelling. She says she lived through eight months of Russian occupation and will endure this as well. Our main task is to survive, she explains. That was the priority during the occupation, and it's the same thing now. We have to survive. A daily struggle for a population that's being constantly terrorised. Anna Corrin, CNN, Kiev. Anna Corrin, thank you. Let's get more from Democratic Congressman Jason Crow. He sits on the House Foreign Affairs and Intelligence Committee, so Congressman... 
This new security assistance package for Ukraine, it is one of the smallest yet. How concerned are you that the U.S. is not doing enough to support Ukraine's fight against Russia? Well, Pamela, as your last piece points out, time is a critical factor here. You know, getting the right weapons and equipment and support to Ukraine is important, but getting it at the right time is just as important because you can get the right things, but if they're too late, it's not going to matter for the Ukrainians. So that's why the clock is ticking. We've got to push this security supplemental through. It's in the best interest of the American people. This is not charity. This is something that's a national security imperative for the United States to protect our 100,000 troops in Europe, to protect our largest trading partners throughout Europe, to make sure there's peace and stability on the European continent, to protect the free flow of food to the entire world, including to the United States. This is something we have to get done. So then how confident are you that additional Ukraine funding will pass the House despite growing opposition from many of your Republican colleagues? Well, I've learned not to take anything for granted in the United States Congress in my time as a member of uh, the House, that's for sure. Uh, you know, I've spent a lot of time in the last week in particular with some of my uh, Republican friends, uh, including we just uh, took a bipartisan congressional uh, trip uh, on, uh, on behalf of the United States Congress to the Halifax International Security Forum, spoke with a lot of my colleagues. Uh, we are still uh, optimistic, we're, we're cautiously optimistic for sure that we can get this done because the issue is not the vote. There's still overwhelming support within the United States Congress and without, throughout America, frankly, uh, for uh, Ukraine support. The problem is getting to the vote because you still have uh, the Freedom Caucus that's holding up the process of getting this to the floor. So if we got to a vote, it would pass overwhelmingly. We just have to get to that point.